This is Joe Boyd with my A to Z. Where are we headed today for letter K? Kansas City, here I come. They got some crazy little women there and I'm gonna get me one. Kansas City, cow town, frontier town, wide open nightlife town a century ago. The mob and music go together. The corrupt regime of Mayor Prendergast provided fertile soil out of which grew the Count Basie Band and Charlie Parker, the bebop revolution. Bars and nightclubs were jumping. So, if you're dissatisfied with your social life, head west. I'm gonna be standing on the corner, 12th Street and Bond. Kansas City gets a lot of name checks in early blues recordings. But this song, originally titled KC Lovin', tops the geographical charts. Its first recording was in 1952, seven years before Wilbert Harrison's version reached number one. It was by a former child prodigy called Little Willie Littlefield from Houston, Texas. He'd grown up entranced by his mother's copy of Albert Ammon's Swanee River Boogie. Littlefield got his first record deal at the age of 18 in 1948. He had a few regional hits, and his left-hand triplets, adapted from Ammon's Boogie Woogie, are said to have been very influential on rock and roll pioneers like Fats Domino. But he never had big hits. Casey Lovin' wasn't a hit either. I'm going to pack my clothes and leave out the crack of dark. Hide my clothes Leave out the track of God My old lady will be sleeping And she won't know where I'm gone Cause if I stay with that woman I know I'm gonna die Gotta find a brand new baby And that's the reason why I'm gonna do Francis Littlefield moved to California And toured around Europe before eventually settling in the Netherlands, where he died in 2011. Wilbert Harrison, on the other hand, was no child prodigy. In fact, he can pretty much be described as a failure. He was dropped by Savoy, his original label, after a series of flops. Spotting a Wilbert Harrison LP once in a used record store, I rashly purchased it. Except for Kansas City, it's really awful. In 1959, he was given half an hour at the tail end of a gospel session organized by Harlem record store and indie label owner Bobby Robinson. Both Harrison and Robinson were startled when the record shot up the charts. Since 1959, there have been endless cover versions. 
doesn't really suit Willie Nelson's laid-back singing style. I'm going to Kansas City, baby. Kansas City, here I come. I'm going to Kansas City, baby. Kansas City, here I come. Beatles covered it, but took liberties with the lyrics. Ah, Kansas City, gonna get my baby back home. Yeah, yeah. My favorite is Little Richards. I love his phrasing on this. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. Yes, Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. I'm a crazy way of loving. I'm going there to get me some. Well, the most famous later version was by James Brown got to number 21 on the R&B charts in 1967. The song meant a lot to him, so much so that he asked that it be sung at his funeral. Now I want to tell you how the blues goes. Everybody backed up on the blues. Nobody stayed with the blues but Bobby Bland and B.B. King. But we're going back to the blues because it sound good. Now we're gonna show you how the blues supposed to go. Can I get the blues? Going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. Going to Kansas City. When James Brown wanted to invoke old-time blues and connect to his roots, he thought of that song. But guess what? Kansas City was composed by two 18-year-old white kids from Los Angeles. They'd never even been to Kansas City, much less the Deep South. Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller met on Fairfax Boulevard, where Lieber worked after school in a record store. When they got together to talk about songs, Stoller noticed that all of Lieber's lyrics were in A-A-B blues format. That was all he wanted to do, write blues. They found a publisher, the brilliant Lester Sill, who got their songs to R&B artists, and they were off and running. They wrote Hound Dog for Big May Bell, and it was picked up and recorded by Elvis. And they quickly became the hottest songwriters in the country. There Goes My Baby, Searchin', Yakety Yak, Jailhouse Rock. The list is endless. Eventually, their hits were crammed into a Broadway jukebox musical. Lieber and Stoller, along with Carole King and Burt Burns, epitomized the powerful collision of Jewish songwriters and black singers that dominated the American charts for a golden decade from 1953 until the Beatles and Dylan turned everything upside down. It really started, though, with K.C. Loving. 
I've puzzled over whether, being blues fanatics, they just might have heard this. I left off Main Street, started down field, looking for the woman what called the man. She done moved Kansas City. She done moved Kansas City. She done moved, baby. Honey, what is on you? I tell all of you men what you must do. Never love one woman like Leave the old girlfriend behind and find a new lover in Kansas City. The endless American promise of better times over the horizon. Seems unlikely they'd heard it, though. Would have been an obscure 78 in the early 50s, long before reissues have made those records available. But hey, Pink Floyd can be named after two of the most obscure South Carolina street singers. Anything is possible. In an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Lieber and Stoller talk about how hits come about because of something strange, often a mistake, that makes the record stick in the memory. They cite the out-of-tune timpani on There Goes My Baby as one example. What made Kansas City a hit? Obviously, the infectious shuffle is the most important. But I think Harrison's eccentric vocal phrasing might be another key. And that exhortation... Going into the guitar solo is surely a hook. This strange record, thrown together in half an hour as an afterthought, is now the official song of Kansas City, Missouri. Well, I might take a train, I might take a plane, but if I have to walk, I'm going just the same, going to Kansas City. This is Joe Boyd's A to Z. Until next week.